Hello, it's Joshua here from the artofmoneysaving.com podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And today's a special one because we have Ashley Fabian on the podcast. And yeah, she's coming all the way from the USA. That's kind of mad, isn't it? I mean, from my little room here in London, all the way to, to the United States. And we have a very fruitful conversation discussing the opera world. But fear not, if you're not an opera singer, doesn't matter because there's lots of things that are universal here that we can think about. Mainly how to be fabulous on a budget. And I think that's something we can all think about a little bit more. I could certainly be a little bit more fabulous than I am, uh, particularly with my lockdown attire. But nevertheless, it's, it's a very thought-provoking conversation. Do make sure you leave a five-star glowing review on iTunes, which will help other people find the podcast. And without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Ashley. Take it away. Welcome to the Art of Money Saving, a safe space for finance geeks to discuss personal finance. Whether you're on the cusp of being mortgage-free or rejoicing that you've sourced an outrageous 50 pence bargain, we all need a place where we can celebrate these victories. And now, over to your host, Joshua Owen Mills. So, Ashley, tell me a little bit about, about yourself, where you're from, what you do. So, yes, I am... I am from Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, I am currently living in Los Angeles, California, and I am a freelance opera singer. And I am managed uh, by an agent in New York City. So I tend to travel the country doing auditions, um, operas, and concerts. Brilliant. And do you find yourself doing mostly opera work or concert work, or is it a mix of both? Right now, it's a mix of both, but currently, you know, it's just whatever I can get with this with the current situation of COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm also an opera singer, so it's a very interesting time right now for us, isn't it? It's it's an unusual really time, a unique time. It really uh, is. And now our audiences have been sort of taken away from us, so it's a new art form altogether. Yeah, it is. Yeah, people. But I think what I find interesting about um, the the opera community or artist community in this period is is everyone comes up with lots of interesting ideas. So whether it's you know recording online or doing their own recital at home or something, it's very, people are very inventive with what they're what they're coming up with. And that, I mean that's that's cool. I think it's good to kind of think outside the box, right? It's really exciting uh, to see what people are are coming up with. Yes, I hope that we can stay innovative and find different ways to bring this art form to to new audiences. Brilliant. And we, funny enough, we kind of discovered each other not through our mutual passion or job of opsing, but through personal finance, which is kind of interesting in itself, isn't it? Very interesting. So, <laughs> so I came across your Instagram page at Fab on a Dime, which I love. Thank so you. So tell us a little bit more about your your Instagram page. What made you start that and begin this kind of personal finance journey? Yes. Well, you know. It was something that I've been working on, you know, my own financial, my own personal financial journey started probably after grad school when I realized quickly that this art form and this career path um, is so expensive. As you know, opera is a rich man's game. And in order to mm. keep up, to stay competitive, you're constantly investing in yourself uh, as your own personal business and pouring money into traveling, um, coaching, teach, you know, lessons, and then also 
having to maintain this status of being glamorous all the time. So (laughs) I quickly realized I needed to get my finances in order. And I've been doing that for several years now. Um, And somewhere down the line, my, it was actually my mother's idea. She said, don't you think it would be fun to start some sort of blog or something? And um, I kind of took that and ran with it and decided to start sharing my journey as an opera diva who likes to stay fabulous and have the the, the nicer things in life, but also being responsible with my money. And so I started sharing my journey and that kind of turned into joining this community on online where we share our stories, our struggles, and we're just kind of there for each other and encouraging um, staying as debt-free as possible. But also, you know, we all have our different priorities. Um, and for me, it was it was always staying um staying fabulous staying glamorous and and continuing my journey as an opera singer while also being responsible and having a solid plan for my finances amazing i absolutely love this idea <laughs> it's so it's amazing just the way that you describe it you speak with such passion i love that Thank and you. what i think is really difficult for female opera singers is i mean the simple thing about the dresses i mean you need like <laughs> A different frock for like every concert or oh, you can you can wear a frock in a different concert but not if someone see it there are all of these like unspoken rules exactly. and for us gents we have tails or dinner jacket or suit and that's pretty much it and if you have those you're set exactly i was always so jealous of the of the men that i work with because they can they can just bring one or two things and be done Whereas I'm constantly worried, oh, I have a video online of me in that gown. I don't want to wear it to this major event because the same people will be there and they're going to think that I don't have another dress. So right now, currently, I have you know anywhere from 15 to 25 gowns. Um, and it's hard because when, you, wow. when you're moving around all the time, it's hard to find space for all of that. But yes, it gets very expensive. So I've, I love coming up with different ways to stay frugal so I can afford those things or um, finding different uh, shops or discounts and you know staying on top of it so I don't have to sacrifice that part of the job definitely and do you find that your posts resonate mostly with people in the arts themselves like other opera singers or artists or is it just a really kind of variety of a big variety of people that that are watching I think at first it was mostly opera singers and people in that field but now it's become this really nice variety of people and I've really enjoyed connecting with people all over the world who are all in the same boat. We're all, you know, we're all struggling. We're all dealing with, um, with, you know, all kinds of debts and personal struggles. And so it's been really cool to incorporate ideas that don't only resonate with artists, but also just are universally accepted. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really, it's amazing. And I completely agree with what you said about it's it's a rich man's profession. And I, I, in a way, I'm reluctant to say that because I think on one hand, you have this idea that opera is elitist and only certain people can come to the opera and so on. But the fact of the matter is, is you, you do need that kitty. If you're going to go and do your, uh, your auditions, if you're going to fly to another country, if you've got to pay for your singing lessons... That needs to come from somewhere and you have to be disciplined enough to, to budget for those things. And that's really hard. Like, I don't know what it's like in the States, but people in the colleges here don't really focus on 
helping with those kind of things. They may maybe speak about taxation or the other aspects of what a career being a, being a self-employed involves, but they don't focus on how to manage the the day to day, how to budget for singleness and stuff. That's that's tough. So it's great to see you that kind of speaking about your own journey. Thank you. I agree. I think that a lot of universities fail in that regard. They don't talk about everyday budgeting and you know a lot of people they think okay once you're done with conservatory um, then you just go off and become a singer and then everything's you know you're done with your school you're done with your training but that's just not the case you have all of these expenses that no one would even think about you have all those travel expenses and not only the gowns that we're, we're speaking of but just in auditions you know your job right when you come out of school your job is to audition so you're traveling you're paying for hotels you're paying for ubers and taxis, you're paying for your audition attire, um, you're paying for lessons and coaching still. So it's just a lot of expenses that you don't normally think of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, this stuff matters as well. And people, casting directors, I mean, they notice and they comment. If you're not dressed as they feel you should be, then, you know, the little red tick goes next to your name. And I mean, I've, I've heard lots of stories. So it's, it's a real thing. And I think often as artists, we can sound like, oh, well, you know, I need to buy the most expensive dress or the nicest. Dress. But there is, there is a reason behind it. But also the good news and what you're trying to do is to say, look, you can also do this. You can achieve these objectives, but also kind of stick to your budget. Absolutely. Uh, it's all about priorities. <laughs> yeah. And the budget side of things isn't talked about as much as the I want to be glamorous part of things, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you told me about starting this, the, the Instagram account what made you want to do that? Was it was it coming out of college and realizing that you didn't didn't have a budget yourself and wanting to change things up? But you also mentioned that your your mum encouraged you to start the blog. Tell me a little bit, little bit more about that. Yes, yeah, so I was trying to find a niche that I would fit into and that I would be passionate about. And one thing that I've always talked to my friends and family about is, you know, they always had questions. Well, how do you afford all of that? How can you? Um, how can you afford all of these things and still look that way or still have those nice things? Or, you know, how can you still travel when you're dealing with all these expenses? And I sure. always had a tip or a trick that would shock people. And I loved doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I was always the person that they would come to for advice. And so I thought, you know, why not just start writing about it and sharing it with people? Because everyone's afraid to talk about it. No one wants to admit they're struggling. So I thought, you know, wouldn't it be nice to encourage someone to get someone to open up their bank account, to get someone to open up their bank statement and not be scared to look at the numbers and come up with a plan for themselves, to know that they're not alone in their struggles. And that's one thing I really um, aspire to do is to help people in that sense. Yeah. And I mean, it's a wonderful feeling, isn't it? And that, that's why that's the reason why I've started this channel. And it's so interesting that people coming out, people I haven't heard from in a long time and saying, oh, I watched your video and what do you think about this? And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And it's, <laughs> it feels it feels really nice to be part of that conversation. Like you said, I mean, if you're also spending time and surrounding people with people that have the same mentality or believe the same thing that you're you're going to stay you're more likely to stay on the track aren't you and i think that's that's the great idea about instagram isn't that you can surround yourself by these people that they want to they want to do it too and exactly. it's it's really encouraging isn't it seeing it seeing it every day or receiving it once a week whatever it is fantastic it's a really great community 
It, it certainly is, isn't it? It's, it's a huge resource. I mean, I only discovered it like a year and a half ago and it's kind of blown my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of this before? <laughs> Same here. <laughs> yeah, mad. So, and we don't want to dwell too much on this uh, lockdown situation, but I mean, it's inevitable, isn't it? It has affected things. How is that? affected you i mean was it i'm imagining march time or is it a little bit later that things really really got bad and and how are things now how are you coping it was around i think mid-march to late march when um we started to realize it was going to be an actual problem and we all started to lock down and and um prepare for what we thought was only going to be a few weeks but now it's turned into you know who knows how long this is going to last and it's really crushed a lot of our spirits, hasn't it? <laughs> we've been we've been sort of robbed of our art form as opera singers and had to get innovative and create a new experience for not only the artists but for the audiences as well. And it's not what we went to school for. So a lot of us, yeah, a lot of us were just kind of sitting on our hands and, and just saying, okay, well, I guess we'll just wait for things to open back up again so we can start. But then a lot of us were more determined than that. And for me, I started to get my hands dirty with, with um, audio and video software. And I started um, really researching those things, um, trying to come up with, with different um, ways to record in my living room and um, exploring new genres of music so that I could keep creating because I feel like that's really important right now uh, to keep putting art out there in the world. And and I mean, it's very hard to record in your living room. It's so hard. <laughs> I mean, it's really hard. And that's one thing. Even a podcast. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that's one thing that um, if universities are really smart, they'll take this this experience and they'll implement mm. that into their curriculums. I think they should start teaching um, audio and video technology, uh, recording technology, because if we had known all of this stuff, we could just be making our own recordings. It's, you know, it would be so much easier. But we didn't, we weren't taught any of this stuff. So we're all kind of discovering it, becoming overnight audio engineers. And um, yes. it's been really hard, but it's been fun to learn something new and to, um, and then, you know, carrying that over into Fab on a Dime. I'm hoping to make some more mm. content, uh, video content and stuff like that later on. Great. So, yeah. Great. Yeah, I think you learn a lot by doing. That's been my experience. I mean, I didn't start this channel until the lockdown. And then it was just kind of just, okay, let me give it a go. Oh, that looks, ugh, that looks awful. How can I improve it? Oh, that sounds horrendous. How do I? And you just learn as you as you go and, and it's, it's trial and error. It is. One thing that I've noticed is that on one hand, you have all of these artists and they're, they're, they're doing these recordings that have been really, really inventive. I'm like, yes, great, great, great. And then on the other hand, in March 2020, it was like every every singer or musician that I knew in the world said, hey, guys, I've got this great idea. I'm going to be a music teacher online. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I think I think the market is a bit saturated for that right now. But um, I mean, obviously, if you have a, you know lots of clients already, that that's fine. But I, th I mean, if you're going to start teaching from scratch in March 2020, I mean, I think it's a it's a hard one. And and that was kind of the inspiration to start this channel for me and come up with all my other different side hustle ideas. Is how how can I how can I be unique? What 
what transferable skills have I got? What can I do that's different that no one else will think of? And I mean, it's very hard to come up with those ideas, but I came up with a couple and they've been really fun. And that's not to demonize anyone who wants to teach singing. Of course, go ahead, teach singing, it's great. But I found that quite interesting that that's where everyone's mind went, the logical conclusion, yeah. Subscribe now. Do you think that's something in the American schools that they encourage? So the logical conclusion for uh, an opera singer, the next step then is to teach. Uh, or are you are you encouraged or discouraged to go and pursue things that are really like fab on a dime? Like, I mean, that's really it's creative. You have a vision, you have an idea, you're blogging, you're, you're doing video recording. I mean, that is artistic in its own sense. Would you be encouraged to do something like that? Or is it something that is saying, mm, that's not opera, now come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here in the U.S., when you're training to become an opera singer, uh, whether it's at a conservatory, a young artist program, you are expected to give 110% of yourself to the program that you're in. There's no time. They don't give you any wiggle room to develop any other major skills. You're in courses all day, rehearsals all night. Um, that makes it very hard to do something like a double major, for example, or an internship or another job. It just makes it really, really difficult. For me, my instructors would always say things like, if, you, if you're serious about this, Ashley, if you really want to make it in this business, then opera is your life. If you're not in the practice room, your competition is. This has to be your entire life. And so you don't have time for anything else, which, you know, that leaves me in a, in a situation. I'm exposed in a world where there's so much competition and so few jobs. So, yeah, naturally, most singers are going to take that next logical step of teaching because it's like that guaranteed income. It's a guaranteed way of making money without having to invest in anything else. They're already trained in the ways of the voice. They don't have to start from scratch learning a new trade or something like that. So to answer your question, no, we're not really encouraged, specifically in these programs, we're not really encouraged to have any other creative outlet because opera singing should take up our entire lives. But that being said, I do have some really incredible friends who um, I admire a lot. They took initiative, they got another degree, they double majored, they took interest outside of the field, they got creative. Um, you know, I really admire that, especially now when our singer's income has been removed from the equation. Everyone is freaking out. They're all searching for a way to make money. And um, I just want to encourage everyone out there to start brainstorming. What can you offer the world that most people can't? Because chances are you do have some sort of knowledge that other people are in need of right now. So I say, go for it. Take up your space in the world. Go out there. Use those skills. So guys, I'm going to wrap up the podcast here. It's been a pleasure speaking with Ashley. And the good news is that she's back for one more episode. Now, I don't know exactly when I'm going to post it. So if you do subscribe and you leave a five-star review then you will be informed when that episode is posted and if you don't well you'll never know <laughs> so look forward to speaking to ashley then and thank you for tuning in to the art of money saving.com look forward to seeing you next time bye Toodle pip thanks for tuning in to the art of money saving we love being able to share our passion for personal finance with our listeners Drop us a line on Instagram and YouTube and let's keep this conversation going. Until next time.